Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in episode two of the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast for the 2022-2023 season. Dustin Hawkinsmith here with Dave Heckard. It's our very first episode of 2023, so happy new year to you and uh, and yours, Dave. And uh, may the 2023 calendar year and the wrestling season uh, be good to you the rest of the way. Happy new year to you too. I, I, I'm always, and I get to this point, and, and coaches know, like right when you get to the end of, of Christmas break, you're really ready for school to get back in session and the normal routine. Um, you know, I, I feel like even practices, uh, and I don't care, you know, who you are, um, you know, it's just tough. You're dragging kids out of bed in the morning and you're practicing in the morning and like they're there and they're, 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 they're going through it and they're getting through it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just ready to get back to, I guess, the regular, the regular normal school day here, you know? And I think even even the best coaches with the best kids have a little bit of that, um, you know, just the lack of structure, right? It it, yeah. cha- it changes how how guys are going through it. I think the structure of a school day helps everybody focus up a little bit more. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. Even even competition, you know, I, I always feel like you know the worst days sometimes are when the kids have off school. You know, they're sitting around home, and then you know, yeah, it's it's tough. But you know, good to be back here, and uh, happy New Year to you too. So yeah, well, I I, I want to get on some of the some of the more recent action towards the end of last week, but um, I'll start with with you guys. You guys were at the Newport Holiday Tournament uh, recently, and um, the thing that strikes me about that tournament, you know, it's pretty good for a program like yours, right? Where most guys are going to get one to two matches against uh, a kid that's roughly around their level, no matter what level they're at. And it's a sort of a small, but manageable tournament where you can get a little bit of good competition without maybe overwhelming some guys. Am I, am I summarizing that um, well enough? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's so many different levels of wrestling, right? Like, you know, and over break uh, you know, I, I don't know my philosophy with these guys was really just to give them something to, to weigh in for, um, you know, not an event that you're going to be away for, for, you know, two, three days in, in a row. And, um, and, and it was fine. And it's always good. I mean, coach uh, Capazzoli is, is a good guy and uh, you know, always like checking in with him once in a while, but you know, there were some other teams, uh, mid pen teams that were there as well. And uh, you know, got to see some, some double A guys too. So it was a nice little event. It was run pretty well. Um, you know, it was a good day. Everybody got matches and uh, you know, we got what we were looking for, um, you know, nowhere, nowhere near like, you know, <laughs> power aid, you know, the Trojan Wars tournaments, um, you know, but you know, you got to do what you got to do for your guys and get your guys the best, uh, you know, the, the most they can from the sport. And 
yeah, so we we headed down to Newport. But um, there was a lot of good holiday wrestling, though. Um, yeah. Just following around the state, man. Some some incredible stuff going on at, at Powerade, Trojan Wars. Uh, so some good stuff going on at uh, there's Conestoga Valley was the other one that, that had a holiday tournament. And I'm sure I'm missing some, too. But, yeah, um, you know, it, it, yeah, it was, it's good to see. And, and, and Christmas always is a time of wrestling tournaments. You know, you always have a Christmas tournament teams go to. And, um, yeah, so. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Conestoga Valley one because um, it's not something that's not one that I noted because I don't want to dwell too, too much on on things that happened um, over over the last week or so. I want to look forward a little bit, too. But Central Dolphin kind of ran away with that. And I think the big surprise to me was um, Gavin Reynolds at 139 pounds uh, winning that weight class. He beat the Cameron Minji kid from Littlestown five nothing in the finals. And, you know, the thing that I kind of think about when I see something like that is that not that 139 was by any means a vulnerability for central dolphin, but if that kid gets more consistent mat time and he develops into, into somebody who can do some scoring as well, it just makes central dolphins lineup all the, all the more strong, you know, especially as you're looking 107 all the way up through 160. So that's something I want to watch and see, you know, does a kid like that, who I believe is a junior now, physical and tough, that might be a nice development for for Jeff Swaggart there. Yeah, it's like also, too, when you have a good team around you, you know, like it like raises your level of wrestling, right? So, you know, here's Gavin Reynolds, maybe a guy that, like you said, is is, is trying to find that that big tournament, that big win, and and uh, has a good team around him, and, and they, they force him, right, to, to wrestle up and um, you know, he comes away with a tournament. I mean, um, you know, a little bit of a surprise, but not necessarily shocking either. You know, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're the central dolphin of, of district three, you know, they're going to go and do well at, at Christmas tournaments. Their guys are ready to go. And the expectation is there what it is. And, um, and like you said, uh, you know, good, a good solid tournament for, for him, a nice notable win, but, um, not overly shocked with that either. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, not definitely not surprised by the team finish there. They ran right. away with um, the mule classic to start the year and just a really good team. We'll touch on um, central off in Gettysburg, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, not that the fact that central dolphin won, but the way that they won. So we'll touch on that in a little bit. Um, Trojan wars is the, is the tournament where we, you know, locally mid pen wise send the most teams. And that's a tournament, you know, talking to Matt Mentzer about it. Uh, before they began that just continues to grow and get a little better, a little better, a little better. Um, this time around, I think a couple new teams that were worth noting were Burgettstown from double um, a and warrior run too, also from Pennsylvania. In addition to all these teams from Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, West Virginia, that brought like nine or 10 state champs from those, from those areas. And you talk about a culture clash and, and, you know, wrestling guys who are kind of unknown and, you know, getting high quality competition that you don't know, like, uh, but I, I thought that our, our, you know, cream of the crop, so to speak, West Perry finishing third behind, I think spring mills, uh, Maryland and, um, warrior run is a pretty darn good finish for those guys. Chambersburg was fourth again, really good finish. Those two were, were one and two in the team standings after day one. And then Gettysburg finishing 10th there, showing some signs that um, that their young guys are coming along. And that's something I want to see as, as the year plays out. But really good, really strong tournament. And we'll touch on some of the highlights. But uh, you've been there. That's that, that's a, a well-run show and uh, really good for programs because you've got the middle school and the JV tournaments, which are also very good, happening at the same time. 
Yeah, it's a long tournament. It's long, yeah. It's a long couple of days, right? Like so, but it's just one of those deals where where else can you go and take your junior high, your JV, your varsity, and get get the mat time, you know, uh, all in one location. And uh, you know, they they do a good job um at Chambersburg running that tournament and uh you know, been there before, but that is a, that is a, a long uh, gauntlet of a tournament. But like, here's the deal, right? Like, that's wrestling. Like, nothing's nothing's easy about the sport. You know, I mean, it can't, it can't just be a, a short day. It can't be, you know, everything about the sport is hard. Making weight is hard. Practicing is hard. Winning is difficult. Uh, setting up for a wrestling match is difficult. Setting up for a wrestling tournament is difficult. Running a tournament is difficult. So. Um, guess what? It's wrestling season. And, uh, you know, when you go to Trojan Wars, your, your teams are going to get a lot of wrestling, but it's going to be a long couple of days. Um, but no, I, I was, uh, you know, equally as impressed with the mid pen as well there. I mean, you know, West Perry doing their thing again. Um, you know, and, and, uh, some of their losses, uh, of those guys came to other like district three guys or mid pen guys. And, uh, you know, I think just seeing some of the, um, you know, some of the matchups and things, and I was talking to you earlier, um, gets me kind of excited for like the individual season as well, you know. Yeah. Um, you you but, had uh, you had some weight classes here that that were very much like um, district three preview type. Like I think one eighty nine really struck me when you have Diesel Kozer from Shippensburg who was on the podium, um, Cole Bartram who won the weight, Tyler Withers who was in the finals. I mean, you have most of the the top guys from district three were there. So that you talk about a postseason preview, that was one weight class that was definitely like that. I mean, you even say you even missing like Aiden height from Chambersburg who yeah. uh, like was injured in that tournament. I mean, not only those guys, all three district three guys, those guys are all one section. They come out of the same section at Mechanicsburg high school. So, I mean, you know, that's the, you go to go there. I mean, um, but yeah, 89, I think is, is a pretty, uh, a pretty pretty solid weight class um in our district right now and uh you know usually the upper weights there you know you get a couple good guys but but man oh day I, I feel like that weight class there is is going to be interesting compost season and the fact that you know if if all four of those guys are coming through the same section it just uh I don't know if you're if you're not one of those four guys and you're wrestling 189 pounds and you're going through the section that's a that's a, a gauntlet to try to even make it to districts. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and um, yeah, I, I, what do you say? I mean, you know, there's going to be some good guys probably not going to district because of the, the depth of that weight class. And, and uh, you know, that's one thing I, I do think that Mechanicsburg section, section three, I think it is now, um, you know, even adding Boiling Springs into the mix, you know, the yeah. Neil kid, I think was, was at that weight as well. Yeah. You no, know, well, just the four guys at that tournament that all were hunting around there and, and winning close matches and, you know, placing there. Uh, one of those guys will not go to the districts. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's wild. Crazy. Well, let's, let's, I wanted to start and not mentioning everybody, but just kind of the, some of the things that jumped out to me. Um, will Dieter uh, winning the 107 title. He hasn't lost as, as a high school freshman. He won the Carlisle classic. He wins this one. He beat, some good kids along the way. I mean, pretty safe to say, Dave, that this kid is the real deal. And um, I know you, you've you known him for a bit, but a uh, really good start to his career. And he strikes me as a, as a wrestling mature kind of kid. Like he's done so much high-level wrestling at national tournaments. He's been everywhere. 
uh, just doesn't look like the sport really gets to him. And he wrestles with confidence and he wrestles with, um, you know, a sound state of mind. And that's just such a good recipe at, at this young age for him. Yeah, he kind of like you you said it. He kind of has like a mature sense about him, you know, for for a freshman. And uh, you know, that's important to to win in big matches. And you know, I saw him up at Carlisle and and he he looked tough up there too. And um I, it's gonna be interesting to see even his postseason, you know what I mean, what he what he does at the the state tournament, because he's he's gonna be reading the mix. And uh he is tough, really experienced, and uh you know, definitely puts a lot of time into the sport, but uh keeps on winning for sure. Uh, 127. I want to jump ahead to there just because you know Luke Menser did not win his weight class. That was a really good weight class too. Um, but you know I think he he did enough here. Uh, and he continue. He's just having a really nice year. And you know, kind of like what I said about Gavin Reynolds, where if a kid like Luke Menser really steps forward and is like a state medal conversation guy, the complexion of the Chambersburg lineup changes as well. Like he's been so solid for three plus so, years now. So solid and so close, you know? So exactly, exactly. You know, if, if he's a, if he's a guy who's going to get over the top and is going to do, you know, the tiny, kind of bonus point scoring that he's been doing so far, he finished third here um, to the, he lost to the eventual champ seven, three in, in the um, semifinals, but Good tournament. Really that was an out of state start. kid too, right? Kid, out yes. of state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a he was a Virginia kid, I think. Uh, yeah. Luciani. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I'm impressed by what um, Luke Metzer is doing. Um, you know, you you do see, see some guys who have been in his position before, who flatline a little bit or who kind of plateau a little bit. Um, but that doesn't look like it's the case with him. He keeps kind of pushing it forward, and I know he's got high goals for himself. But he's a kid like. It really wouldn't surprise me if he's in that state medal mix um, in March. I hope he is. I, I like him. I, I, his dad's, you know, Matt's a coach and, and uh, yeah, I, I hope he does. I hope he does medal. I, I, the one thing I like about his style is he, he's always trying to throw you on your back. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's fun to watch and, and all that. And I, I, I enjoy watching him, but I, a kid, like you said, you know, it's been so close the past couple of years and a kid's always in the, his name's always in there. He, he, he has some good little wins, but you know, timing like postseason wise, it just is like, man, he can't get that one win in the postseason. And um, I, I, I wish him a lot of success here. I, I hope he does well. And I think um, I, I agree with you. I think he's going to be a kid that we're going to be talking about at the end of the year. And I think to your point, the way that he wrestles with the aggression and, and big moves, it's like everything Matt Menser says he wants his guys and his program to be, it shows up in his son. So, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I think the, the actions there speak louder than his words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's well put. Well put. Uh, the, here's one for you, too, where speaking of sectional districts, a matchup we could see multiple times, Rocco Fratelli from Northern, Eli Bounds now moving up from Boiling, you know, to AAA from Boiling Springs. They met twice, one in the winner's bracket. Eli Bounds got him there. I think it was like a 5-4 and another tight decision in, in the bronze medal match where Rocco Fratelli got him. Boy, I, you know, I think flip a coin maybe with this matchup. Yeah, I mean, these are yeah. these are a couple tough kids. Eli Bounds, a state medalist in AA last year. Rocco Fratelli you know, as a freshman and a sophomore had a couple seasons that looked very, very similar in the way that they unfolded. But, you know, all the while Fratelli's been, he's wrestled a lot of top kids, you know, over, over the past two plus years. And I think it, it can start paying off for him, but both of these guys, I would say are, are maybe deserving of, of state medals. They're going to be deserving to be in that mix and they're going to have to go through each other uh, once 
twice. Uh, they won't That's have the sectional matchup too. Yeah, the 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 sectional and uh, and district level probably. Uh, good thing for Eli Bounds, no regional uh, round this time this time yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not an extra round. Uh, no, both those guys are tough, and uh, you know I, I think they're both experienced. Um, I I really like the Fratelli kid I, as much as I I know Bounds is tough. I I didn't get really a chance to see him wrestle a whole lot. Them now being you know Triple A this year, I know he's I know he's good. I know he's tough. Um, but yeah, you're going to see a rematch there, unless one of them would would drop or something like that when they get the you know the, you know the two pounds here postseason wise and all that. But uh, both of those guys can wrestle for sure. Uh, one sixty, uh, Dom Frontino. You know, not that it's not a breakthrough necessarily. Like he was a state medalist last year, but the off season that he had was really impressive. He's a nationally ranked kid now. You know, I think he went into the weekend uh, last weekend, ranked number 12 by Matt Scouts. He beat the number 13 kid who he had also beaten at Super 32. And then he uh, wrestled a two-time Maryland State champ in the finals at Trojan Wars and beat him 4-3. Really good tournament for him. Not a surprise at all. Um, Josh Barrick texted me uh, later um, on Friday evening and said that, um, that Dom had wrestled the perfect match against uh, AJ Rodriguez from Maryland in, in the finals there. And uh, he did, I mean, he, but he, and I think the thing that's special about Dom is that he kind of always seems to wrestle the perfect match. He's so heady. So much of wrestling is a chess match too. Right. And like, you yeah. know, when Frontino is such, I mean, we've talked about him last year and, and, you know, we just, you know, like that kid a lot and uh, such a smart kid. You know what I mean? He wrestles with intelligence and, and so much of wrestling is, you know, being smart and, and, and knowing what you're working with. And um, I just think he is so fundamentally sound and uh, is, is, is not going to make big mistakes is not, you know, and uh, you know, it's tough to beat guys that are, are fundamentally sound and don't make mistakes. And uh, you know, that's, that's where it gets you. But I mean, the work he's put in, I mean, this guy checks all the boxes. If I'm a college coach right now, um, I mean, this is a guy that I'm, I'm investing some time into, you know, recruiting. Um, I mean, a kid that's going to come to your school, he's not going to be a problem in the classroom. He's not going to be a problem socially. He's going to work hard. Um, he's a smart kid. Um, man, I, I can see him going to like one of the academies, like Naval Academy or Army or like one of the, one of the Ivy League schools or something and just, you know, just having a real good, you know, real good career, but I, you know, uh, my hat's off to him. And um, again, you're going to see him uh, come postseason. Um, you know, all things considered, and 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 hopefully uh, earn himself a, a high state medal this year. I mean, not not much would surprise me um, with with him. And I think you know, you mentioned all those different areas, socially, team wise, chemistry wise, like just an asset, not even not a liability, but like, like an asset in those areas. And, you know, I think, you know, to be so intrinsically self-motivated is such a big factor in um, realizing more potential at the next level, because, you know, you got to take ownership of your own development. And he's a guy who, who does that. Uh, Yeah, it is. It it is. It's so important too. And, and I was just, I was just having a, a talk with my guys at practice today. Like, you know, 
going just just doing the required isn't enough right like required being like the practice every day like if you go to practice every day like yeah sure you're going to improve you're going to get better but like you know the guys we're talking about they, they don't just go to you know maybe one practice i mean they're they're going to stuff on the weekends they're going to extra practices they're coming in in the morning and running on their own or or lifting on their own or they're, they're, they're doing the extra and you know the people that think that you know you're just going to become good or better by doing what's required or or even less it's like you're fooling yourself you know and um, here's a kid that is is doing everything that's required of him, and then some. And uh, every kid here we're talking about, you know, I mean, they, yeah. they do the extra, and uh, it's such an important thing. And uh, you know, to, to be at that level, and um, you know, he puts in the extra time, and and is such a good kid. So, uh, I was also really impressed by Cole Bartram once again. He won King of the Mountain. Uh, he beat Dylan Bechtold from Owen J. Roberts, who I think he was like a, a fourth or a fifth in the, in the state last year. So this is this is two times in a span of about two weeks where Cole Bartram beat that kid. So no doubt about it, I think, with, with him. And I think that one was like seven to one this time around. And then he beat Tyler Withers nine to two in the finals. And um it's just it's such a I feel like we had this conversation last time we did this, but you know, the his toughness and athleticism and technique and skill set, but to me it's like, you know, when when a kid is just that you know, dogged out there, um, that physical, you know, like it's, it's just a, it's a tough combination and he looks very, very well positioned um, after what I would, I'm sure he would say it was a disappointing opening weekend. Um, he looks very, very well positioned to make a big improvement on that eighth place state medal he got last year. I was impressed with Tyler Withers. Like I saw him wrestle at Carlisle and I thought, man, this might be a good match to see. I want to see the outcome of this. And yeah, and cold, you know, dominated. I looked like it, you know, that, that match. And, um, you know, that's he's going to be a tough, a tough, a tough out. Um, I said it before, come come postseason, and, um, you know, all things considered, he's 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 tough. Um, and and again, I I think um, you know, beating the Bechtold kid again, you know what I mean? That's, that's a pretty signature win. I mean, you know, it's, it's tough to do in high school, you know, go out and beat good guys, the same good guys multiple times over yeah. and over, you know, losing once you might slip up or, you know, guy gets you here and there, but um, he seems to, seems to be headed in the right direction trajectory wise. Right. And yeah. And that's not, the, I I'm, I'm still very impressed by Tyler Withers. You know, he'd be the number, right. the number one seed in, in the semis and uh, very, very deserving there. I think, it's a good, it's a good feel for, for him to, to feel out Bartram once, um, you know, they're, they're, they're different. They're built different. They wrestle different. And um, I, I want to see that matchup again. I'm, and I'm sure that we will. Yeah. Uh, one other matchup. I just wanted to point out quick, Zach Evans, um, Tucker from Chambersburg, Tucker painter from, from Trinity. Those guys were kind of clones of each other uh, body type wise and stuff. Um, I think Evans experience uh, kind of won the day in this one. Uh, he won't be beat him three to one, uh, did all scoring, I believe on stall calls on, on painter. And I, I watched the match and I, and I, I think there was some justification for that, but that's just a, such a tough way to lose yeah. is to not give up any points. Um, and it was going to be a defensive matchup through and through the whole way. You know, there, there wasn't a lot of shots flying in either direction and painter just got banged for stalling, um, a few times and, and lost because of that. Stalling such a tough, it's a tough call, right? Like it's so, you know, it's, it's just, it's a person's opinion. It's, you know, I mean, it's tough. And, um, you know, both those guys are, are pretty formidable, you know, two fifteen pounders. Uh, yeah. 
you know, I, I will say that that result did surprise me a little. I, you know what I mean? If I had to, if I had to pick, you know what I mean? I just blindly pick who would win that match. I probably would have went the other way with, with Tucker Painter, but I know Evans is tough. I'm not taking anything away from him. I just, from what I know. And, uh, but that, that kudos to the Evans kid, uh, you know, a little home flavor there in your gym, you know, some home <laughs> crowd cheering you on. Um, but, but good for him. And again, you even said like uh, earlier about Luke, if, if Luke can do his thing for the Chambersburg, you know, team side of it, and then you have Zach Evans now turning that corner and, and, you know, doing that thing. I mean, they got, they got a nice little team as well. And, and some guys that are, you know, wrestling at a pretty high level. So um, good for them. And speaking of that, Ryland Carter beat a state medalist in this, in this tournament too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so definitely not a liability there. Um, let's shift to power aid quickly. I just wanted to get um, Cedar club was there. McDevitt was there. Um, Andrew Christie uh, was kind of doing his thing. And I, I don't know the, the, the injury that he suffered, but he had to, he had to medically forfeit out. Um, Ryan Lawler made some, some headway. He, I'll say the same thing. Just like I talked about Gavin Reynolds. Um, if Ryan Lawler is an impact guy, at 145 pounds for McDevitt, that changes things quite a bit um, to set yeah. the stage for that for that run of of upper weights that they've got. And he beat the number 14 kid in the country uh, in this one. I, I guess uh, 100 152 pounds, but right, right. Uh, really big win for for him. I, I've I've liked the way that he looks, and I think this is good. Maybe a little good confidence boost for him. Yeah, I that that'll help them. And again, the whole team thing. You know, he's surrounded by good guys and. Um, you know, a good team. And that helps you increase, you know, your level of wrestling. And um, I mean, he's, he's going to be a kid at the end of the year. It's going to be tough to beat. And uh, you know, I, I'm not surprised by, by that a whole lot. Um, Andrew Christie, how, what, what did he do? How, how did he get injured? Did you see that at all? I don't know. I still have to, I still have to try to check in with him about that. I, I, I didn't see when, when it happened, but hopefully he's he was, all right. You know, for, for I, I hope that it's more on, on, on the side of proactive right, and, right and thinking about the big picture. Um, sure, so sure. we'll see. But that can be tough to little... talk kids into, right? They're at a big tournament. They want to wrestle and you're trying to, you know, preserve a kid and he wants to wrestle and it's, it's a tough one. So I, I think it's a little easier when the kids meddled there before he's a senior, he's got big goals that go well beyond power right. aid. He's right. wrestling at the next level. He's going to army. He wants to win a state title. It's probably a little easier to have that conversation with him. Sure. 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 Um, Riley rebel looked really good. Um, he, he was a runner up to Jim Mullen, uh, lost to Jim Mullen there last year. I think it was in the quarters. Yeah. So in this one, he was able to build up a little momentum going into it. The flow feed cut out and there's still no replay of this match posted, um, there, but I talked to Riley about it. Uh, and he said he was up one, nothing in the third period. Um, after he, he rode out Mullen in the second. So it was nothing, nothing, uh, Mullen cut him before the period began in the third. And uh, Mullen took a shot, and instead of really just going into a defensive shell, he reattacked and he left himself open, and, sure. and Mullen got the touchdown sure. or takedown. And uh, you know, he basically said, "Like I'll wrestle them at that that same way again." I wanted to leave no doubt about it. I don't want to stall out two minutes, and uh, and I respect that. And I think uh, I think we'll probably see these guys that escape the rock too. Hopefully, it's really good. Like you know, you hear him talking about the adjustments, and he knows where he went wrong, and you know, that's where high level wrestlers minds go, right? Like, okay, where did I go wrong in this match? What did I do that, you know, I can change or hopefully, you know, save some points on or pick up some points. And, uh, you know, it's, it's neat to see him recognize that, that he lost it on, on a bad counterattack, you know, and, uh, you know, you learn from those things and, and that's what you have to do. You reevaluate and, 
um, figure things out and, you know, get back to the drawing board. But I think they have it. They'll, they'll have another rematch coming up here. Right. Like they're, they, they go to what tournament they, is it? They should, they should have escaped the rock, escape the rock, uh, by, right? Yeah, by yeah, all yeah. means. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jim Mullins, the number one ranked heavyweight in the country. Riley Robel is the number two ranked heavyweight in the country. And they looked every, every part of that. Sure. In this one, uh, Robel, you know, just, he throttled Nick Pavletsko from state college. I have a very high opinion of Nick Pavletsko. No, I do and too. I know, I know like he's transitioning up from 215 and he's not weight wise, but you know, Riley rode him hard and then just decide and just cranked him to, to his back. Yeah. Really impressive. You know, Pavletsko has got a bright future in wrestling and, and Robel just made it look easy. Um, uh, real quick, just on the hurricane classic, Aaron Seidel won the one Oh seven title there. He won it at one one Oh six last year, Northern Lebanon had a pretty good day there. Um, Sam Wolford, another freshman at one fourteen. So that combo one Oh seven, one fourteen, uh, worth watching. Wolford was fifth. Clayton Herb was seventh. Uh, really just wanted, we only have a couple minutes left here, Dave, but just lo- wanted to look at some of these matchups coming up this week. CD at Chambersburg is a huge one. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see Cumberland Valley is right in that mix too, but you have two of the, the heavyweights of not just the Commonwealth, but of district three, and you've got teams that match up. Interestingly, it's not like Chambersburg's weak down low by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, they, they probably have a chance to score a pretty good bit of bonus points up top against yeah. central dolphin too. So the matchup there is going to be, is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. And you throw even Mentor in down below and, and uh, the Sherman kid in down below. And I, it should be an interesting match. I, I don't, you know, I, I didn't go through the matchups and look at that one, but that'll be, you know, cause they Chambersburg will score points up top, you it know, will. you know, yeah. and uh, you know, they're pretty tough up there. I have Carlisle at Northern on Thursday. That should be a, a pretty interesting, you know, bout as well uh, for the, uh, for the Keystone there. Um you know, I think Carlisle just lost a close one to Elko down to, down to some duels over over a holiday break, and Northern's I think trying to find their way a little bit. And uh, but both teams have some some good guys on it. And again, depending on how you know each team matches up, should have a, a fairly half decent duel meet there. Yeah, I think some something's going to kind of define the the Keystone Division. You know, these are these are two teams that you would expect to be battling it out. Right. Same deal as last year where. Um, Northern lost to Redland, you know, just a, a tough matchup, I guess, for them. But that's right. a pretty good team and uh, should be a pretty good duel. That's where I'm planning on being uh, on, on Thursdays to check that one out. Would love to go see CD at Chambersburg, but um, it's a little bit of a haul. And Take I some gas saw, money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. I just saw CD Gettysburg, which I don't know what your thoughts were on that. Man. But 46-9 was not really in my line of thinking. So I didn't, again, like you said, I didn't do a matchup there with those two teams, but I, I didn't expect that, you know, to, to be that yeah. lopsided, you know, I mean, you know, give me a 40, 20, something like I'm, I'm, I can, you know, whatever, but man, oh day 46 to nine. And uh, I mean, one of their wins was a, a forfeit, you know, so yep. um, I, I, I don't know, I, you know, Gettysburg again is still a good team. This is what people don't understand. Is Gettysburg's a tough team. They're a good program, right? They just weren't aren't what they were maybe last year or two years ago, right? So they yeah they they drop a little bit and you know centered off and catches them on an off night and uh, you know things happen. But uh, man, I, I was kind of st- I, I texted you that night. You remember that? I said you know yeah. what's, that, what's that score? And you, your response was get this like you know, <laughs> yeah I did wow. the- yeah. Um, but everything just kind of rolled their way and uh, they collected bonus at different spots and won some close matches. And 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've been there, done that, and uh, been on both ends of those, you know, where, you, yeah. you know, you, you get a big win against somebody and you catch them on an off night. And, then, you know, I've, I've, you know, taken one, too. I, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you, you know, and um, <laughs> that was one where uh, the bear definitely got got Gettysburg, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. you know, they, they could wrestle that match again, and it could definitely be a little different. But I think that just put a little exclamation point on, you know, this is the Central Dolphin Fields, they're the team to beat. And, uh, yeah. You know, I, I think they kind of showed that. I, I agree with that. Um, I think Gettysburg's going to get a whole lot better with these young guys. And Chris Haynes talking about investing in these first-year guys. He's got a really good crew of freshmen. And I think this is the year to get these guys because, you know, that group of like five or six freshmen, you know, they they all look really promising to me. Yeah, And I so I think they're going to develop over time. 37-point deficit is a big deficit to try to close that gap. So I don't know if this is the year with this Central Dolphin team. But I do think that that Gettysburg is further away from their ceiling uh, than than Central Dolphin is. It's just right. a matter of how much of that ceiling can they realize right away. Right, right. So right. yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, another CD Gettysburg or Chambersburg is going to be another good one to to kind of put in the context of the District Three team title race, and I expect yeah. both of these teams to be right there. I agree. I agree. That would be neat to see what happens. So we'll we'll see what happens here throughout the week. We'll check back in, hopefully, on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast next week to recap all these things and look ahead some more. As Dave Heckard, I'm Dustin Hawkinsmith, closing out this episode of the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time.